Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. We got two lively old men here. We got lots of shit to talk about. You know, like music, hot women. You know, like anything we can think of. So you best listen up. Many a long, long, long years ago, I met this deadhead hippie down at Nabisco. Now he is one of the coolest dudes that I know. Then one day he asked me to be on his lively old man show. I wasn't sure if that was something that I wanted to pursue. He bugged me every fucking day Until my boss turned blue Then one day I decided That I'd give it a go And that's when it turned into Two lovely old men show <laughs> Action Two lovely old men show Action Jackson Alright, welcome two to season two Of Two Lively Old Men um, if you haven't had a chance yet, please check us out on Facebook. We have a page that's for everybody to look at. A lot of music posting. Uh, other people making posts that are uh, followers as well about certain things they want to hear people's ideas about. Favorite songs and whatnot. So uh, check it out. But we got to get back into doing a little bit of the audio as well. We're going to start working on the video as well to uh, post at a YouTube page or something of that nature. Uh, so several ways to find us and listen to us and then potentially watch us. I don't know if you want to see us really, but... <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't, but uh, maybe it'll be more interesting. You can laugh at us or how we look. Or how we act. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun to get a YouTube page, though, I think. So, yeah, we're thinking of doing that, but this is season two. It's been a while. Yeah, what is the date today? January the 15th. Of 2023. Are you sure about that? The 13th was Friday. Today's Sunday, <laughs> so that's two days later. What's the day of the week? Sunday. Oh, yeah. So if you're not in church today, thank you for listening to us. We'll be your church. Well, if you are in church, actually listen to us while you're in there with your little headphone in and then start <laughs> having, making the pastor wonder what the hell you're laughing at. Like the old timers will listen to the ball game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, jump up. Yeah! Touchdown! <laughs> I love that. So anyway, um, we had a, a family get-together at my house yesterday. And uh, I did a smoked pork butt. Oh, yeah. I had to get up at 2 in the morning. Holy shit. What? By the time the meat was all ready and the uh, smoker was ready, I had it going by 3. Uh, once I got it going, I laid back down and slept for 2 hours. Uh, just woke up after 2 hours. No alarm. I had my alarm set for 4 hours. Woke up 2 hours, looked at it and went, oh, there's still about 2 hours left. It's all, uh, what I have left is, or what I'm using is a thermometer that is wireless. So the thermometer's in the meat while it's all closed, sitting in the grill. And I just got my phone telling me, this is how much time you have left. This is the temperature it's at. This is the temperature you're wanting it to get at. So it's so easy to cook on the thing now. It was, it was easy before. That is cool. It's even easier now. So I just like, okay, I got another two hours. Go look back to sleep. Look at technology. As it <laughs> sends to your phone to tell you that your meat's cooked. Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually, because you can set what you want it to be at, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted it to get about 204, 205 for the in internal temperature. And it just had a little thing that told you the ambient temperature, which is the temperature around it that's in the uh, smoker. Then it has the temperature that's inside the meat, which you, you have this pin about that, I don't know, 
two inches long yeah. that you stick into the meat, and, you know, right through the middle, basically, and it tells you what's, how hot it is in the meat. Huh. And actually, the best way to, way to cook any meat is by temperature, not by minutes. Right. It takes you 10 minutes to cook this or whatever. The best way to cook it is by temperature. Unless you've cooked it a shit ton and you already know, you don't have to worry about you it. You still got to do it by time, right? Not really, no. Huh. So my first time I did a smoked turkey, I had never done one before. So I was, you know, not sure what I'm doing. So I, you know, today's world, I watched videos. I read recipes all online. I was just online looking at all these different ways of doing smoked turkeys. Basically everything told me that the turkey I bought at the poundage I had, which I don't remember what it was at the time, but was going to take me like eight hours to cook it. Okay. And then you let it sit and you rest. Right. Um, it took me like five. So, but I was using my temperature gauge. I had a manual one I could open it up and stick in it. So it tell yeah right it tells you when the meat's cooked all full through yeah and you don't and want it's the right temperature I mean you it, uh, you know what the right temperature is supposed to be in the middle of the meat where it's good or bad yes yeah where all the sh the the uh, shit is cooked out of it yeah so like chicken you want it at one sixty five right okay but anyway so that's cool yeah so I had never done it before and so that's why I was saying the minutes don't really matter or whatever you want to call it hours or whatever because as long as you're keeping track of the temperature on it. You're going to cook it the way it's going to taste good. Put it that way. You know what's funny? Every oven's different. Yes. And uh, sometimes, like, it sucks. You you will cook something, and then you got to cut it open to see if it's done. Yes. You don't have to do that here. Yeah, that's You know great. it's done. That's great. Because right, when you cut it open on a lot of the meats, you don't want to lose the juice, but you lose it when you cut it open. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and it cooks weird. Yeah. So then when you're done cooking all that stuff, you're supposed to let the meat sit. Even when you're just cooking on your... Uh, pan at home when you get done cooking it don't immediately throw it on your plate and start start cutting into it and eating it let it sit for a good 10 minutes mostly sometimes so even 15. so the uh question is how did it taste oh it was awesome yeah oh yeah well so when i uh, i got to the temp then i let it sit for an hour and a half then i pulled it out opened up because i had it wrapped in tin foil and i had it so having it sit you wrap it in uh, towels put it in a cooler and you let it sit for an hour hour and a half it does a little more cooking, but it also takes the juices that are in there and pulls them back into the middle of the meat again. Right. Yeah. So then I, when I opened it up, got it all open, it was hot as a mother, by the way, so I had to put these gloves on. But anyway, uh, I just pulled it all apart with my fingers. There was no knife, oh. no fork, nothing needed. Can you imagine people? I so mean, I was just taking this, this section over here and putting it in this bowl, a section over here and putting it in this bowl. And over here, I did a bowl that had, was mixed with some barbecue sauce. And over here was a bowl with just the pulled pork where people could put whatever they wanted. And the right here was the bowl he put his weed in. <laughs> so it was it was good. It That's was good. cool. And if you're wondering what this has to do with uh, rock stars, I'll tell you what, or rock and roll. A lot of uh, rock and roll stars I've seen when I watch uh, you know shows about them and their like a reality show about them. Like I seen Sammy Hagar and Tommy Lee in cooking together, and they were cooking together. And they, and Tommy Lee said he loved to cook. You know, so Billy Sheeran, he'll post stuff on Facebook about stuff he's cooking. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. But so another who's, story, who's real Bi quick. Who's Billy Sheeran? Did I say his name wrong? <laughs> I don't know. A uh, uh, bass player. Billy Sheehan. Billy Sheehan. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Rented lips. Anyway, that's so funny. Uh, we have an aunt that's there. She's seventy-eight years old, right? I would never guess her seventy-eight. I would guess her maybe mid-sixties, right? So she's good, doing good for being seventy-eight years old. And uh, years ago, when I first got to know who she was. Um, 
I was talking music, and she interjected something about music, and she goes, um, I like Alter Bridge. And at that time, I really didn't know who Alter Bridge was. I'd heard the name, heard maybe one song, but I didn't know much about him. And I'm going, oh, well, to me, that meant it was heavy, right? Heavy rock. And uh, well, this woman at that time was probably in, in her 60s when she told me this. I'm like, wow, somebody your age likes hard rock? And she goes, they're my favorite band. I've seen them at concert, I think, like three or four times. And if you all don't know, uh, Alter Bridge is with Miles Kennedy, the great Miles Kennedy, who probably has one of the best voices in rock and roll. I yes, he say. does. But she told me yesterday she has a new band she likes a whole bunch. She doesn't she doesn't dislike Alter Bridge any at all. But she's got a new band she listens to all the time now. She's seventy eight. Guess what the name of her new band is? Give give me a, a, a hard rock or metal band that people would know of. Maybe they may not know their music, but the na- you've heard the name. Um, uh, it's not like old school. Hmm. I don't know. Five Figure Death Punch. Oh. She listens to them now. She was pulling up on her phone playing songs for us. I like them too. Actually. I do too. Not to the not to the extent she does. Right. But I was like, damn. Man. And I tell you, I really she's seventy eight. I gotta follow in her footsteps. Well, you know, I, think about <laughs> this. Think about this. I'm. I haven't changed my music style. I still listen to hard rock. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, fifty two. You're your age, and you still listen to rock. I don't see it really changing when I'm seven. I don't. I just don't. So I understand. Yeah, my grandpa years ago told me when he heard some of the music I was playing, he goes, so this is all fine and everything, but you're going to have to change your music taste at some point. I'm like, why would I have to? He goes, because when you're old, you won't want to listen to stuff like that. Right. And I went, uh, I beg to differ. I don't see right. it changing drastically anyway. So. Right. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I have opened up, as I got older, to more stuff, a lot more stuff in, in a lot of different genres. Right. Um, if I, something hits me right, no matter what genre it is, I like it. Yeah. So, so if uh, you feel it, that's it's good to you. But right? my main stuff is rock and roll and heavy metal. Yeah. And not real super hard, hard metal like thrash metal, but you guys know what I mean. Metallica. There you go. Um, <laughs> that's old school yeah, nowadays. That's right, but... I saw hey, something that said, you know, the... Uh, uh, the bands in the 90s, the grunge era, a lot of that stuff's turning 40 years old now, and according to the rules... I know, I feel According like... to the supposed rules, once it's 40, it's considered classic, and they go, so do we call it classic rock now? I'm thinking, well, they already played on the classic rock stations, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at all these guys eligible for uh, Rock and Hall of Fame now. That probably won't get in, because of the, the Rock and Hall of Fame is such a joke. But we won't go into that. Again, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I was thinking that uh, I never even heard of Alter Bridge until Slash got Miles Kennedy to sing with him, and they had Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. That's what they call themselves, that long name. Can you shorten it a little bit, you motherfuckers? <laughs> um, but then I, you know, I looked, was looking at Miles Kennedy, and I saw Alter Bridge. Right. And, um, you know, they're great, and Miles Kennedy can play guitar, too. Yeah, he's a super good guitar player. Yeah, he's a good front man. Yeah, so right on. Like, he's kind of like a Dave Grohl front man, in my opinion. He can sing, he can play. He is uh, he, the crowd gets energized by the way he does things. Right. Yeah. So if anybody knows Miles Kennedy, tell him we love him. <laughs> and there's po- photos of him uh, playing in uh, concerts. He's got his shirt off. That dude works out, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know when I saw him and Slash and him. 
they were talking about what they do for excitement. They were they were asking questions. Oh, that brings up the subject. They said they like to read books. <laughs> yes, I love them more than ever. Yeah, they said that. They did say that, and they go, yeah. I, and they go, yeah. I bet you guys are looking for something more exciting, like you know, we get drunk and we go look at girls. No, not anymore. Yeah, they anymore. Books. They did do that. They get past that. All right, we had to move on to something else. We read books. So, do we need to bring up the subject about books since I brought it up? That's up to you, man. All right. Um, <laughs> me and Eric have this argument, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me because I know a lot of people read. Um, and I think reading's good if you're going to learn something, you know. Like fixing the washing machine, you can read a book on that. <laughs> but I think otherwise, it's a big fucking waste of time. If you're going to read a fictional book, it's a big fucking waste of time. You read to learn, right? If you want to get it over with, you watch the movie fast. It's over. No waste of time. You what go on what to if do you don't want to get it over with? What if you want to make it last? You know, like sex. That is so fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't get no, it. No, I like I like to read a story, so it takes me like a week to read a book. So like every day I got a little bit more I can grab to and hold on to and go, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Kind of like watching half-hour TV shows once a week in the old in the old days. Cheers every week or whatever. Hill Street Blues and those things. Oh man, I just can't believe it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> We'd love to hear your comments. How many of you read out there? And do you think it's a waste of time to read uh, fictional stuff? I don't so know. So I read fiction, but I also read a lot of biographies. I think that's a good thing. You and learn the biographies, things. My biographies aren't just music, by the way, which is this is about. I read sports biographies, and I read, I've read i read a couple presidential biographies and stuff, so you know, I some find of these, those interesting. Some of these people are very smart, and you learn stuff from them. Of their, they do the, how they do things, and you think, hey, that's a good idea. It's never, wrong, it's never a waste of time to read somebody's biography. I find biographies interesting because I like to see that person's perspective of what happened to them in their life, if, if, it's, if they're able to be. So yeah. would you rather, you'd probably rather read a biography that's written by the person rather than a second or third person? I like them both, but the one that's written by the person is, feels more personal, like you're almost talking to them. Sometimes when you yeah. read biographies that aren't by the person and it's not approved by the person, there might be a lot of bullshit in there. Yeah. You know, or stuff the person doesn't want anybody to know about, but you're gonna say it anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. So I read those two. I don't feel re- reading is a waste of time at all. I don't watch much TV. To me, that's a waste of time. So <laughs> I don't watch many movies. Again, that's kind of a waste of time. I was gonna ask you a question. Have you ever heard of a, a, t- a term called babbing? Well, actually, I have because you told me about this before, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm sure many people listening haven't heard of it. So I gotta honestly say I wouldn't have known this, you know, unless I didn't hear it on the Howard Stern show, which he is. You are like a disciple. I am. I love the way he interviews, and I he, I love the people he has on the show. I Do you mean, have your Howard Stern fan club patch for your coat or something? Uh, no. Where like your old Kiss Army patch you had. Where time? do I get those? He just uh, uh, recently interviewed Bruce Springsteen. It was a great interview, and Bruce Springsteen. I can't even talk. <laughs> played. While he was explaining how these songs came about, it was so riveting. Yeah, I would find that very. And and then they made it into an HBO special. So if you got HBO, check it out. I'm doing a plug for free without getting paid for it. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, back to vaping. I'm sure glad I listened to the show. So or I wouldn't know this stuff. So not vaping, vaping. 
that means. V-A-B-B? I'm just going to read you the definition when I looked it up. So, to VAB, to use your natural body fluids, specifically vaginal discharge and secretions. As a perfume, it's usually applied behind your ears and wrist. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is in there. I looked it I, up, man. I'm sitting here thinking if I were to have met someone for the first time over, you know, when I'm in my 20s or something, and we're, me and a girl are talking and getting along, and, you know, you get kind of close talking, and you're like, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> what? Huh? No, that can't be that. You go into the you go into the club and it, it smells like a fish store. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. I'm sorry. I think that's great. People come up with the weirdest shit. But anyway, the the, the thing is that their natural hormones and, and uh, pheromones. Uh, the pheromones, I guess I would come out and attract the man. What do you think about that? I don't Get, think men need any help. I want to know. <laughs> I want to hear people's comments about Vabbing uh, and what they think about that. And would you be more attracted to a girl if she smelled like a tuna boat? <laughs> <laughs> or if you're female, would you do that? Go to our Facebook page, make a comment, start some discussion. Uh, sorry, guys, I don't mean to get gross. Anyway, so <laughs> we'll just bury that now. Um, we're done with that. Um, my next thing was Bruce Dickinson. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. So don't, they have a, a, a vaginal deodorant now, too. You know, like they have the stuff to make for men? Yeah. They have those for women, too, that make your, your make everything smell fresh. you got to be kidding me. No, I actually saw it advertised on TV. <laughs> wow. I sat there and went, whoa, they'll advertise almost anything now. People, I guess, if you can think it up, they got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, always smell fresh. Right. But you're not going to attract any men because it probably is, like, stunting the pheromones or whatever. If you got a mole growing out of your ass with hair on it, there's something to kill it. All right? <laughs> All right. So, should I go on to my next subject? Bruce Dickinson. So, I'm about to read his biography next. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, and to be honest, he's very smart, and everybody knows who's into metal, whether you like Iron Maiden or not. He's got very good voice range and very good pipes. I mean, he's one of the best metal singers, I think that are out there, um, especially for longevity. In the history of metal, yeah. he's got to be put up in the top right. five. And you know what? I'm, I'm kind of burned out on Iron Maiden, and I'm like Eric. I don't really listen to him much anymore. But what's funny is <clears throat> if I'm going home from work or wherever and suddenly it pops up on one of the stations I'm listening to, I don't turn channel. Right. I'll listen. I got about five Iron Maiden songs on my list. And it's like, The Evil That Men Do... Uh, uh, fight of the. Well, I forgot. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> and uh, run to the hills. I don't have that. I'm sick of no, that. No. Fear of the dark. I like that one. And uh, God, shit, I can't think of him. I'll have to look that up. I'll t I'll put. 
have to put the Iron Maiden. I'll post the Iron Maiden songs, live versions on our page of the songs I have on my playlist. How about that? Um, when I first found out about Iron Maiden, I don't know if I've told you this, I probably have. But a um, friend of mine, Jeff Baker, I used to hang out with years ago. Um, we had met through the party scene, basically, in the area we were living. He, that you know, so knew some people who knew some people, and then we met, and we started hanging out. Anyway, Jeff was the only black kid in the in the in the whole community. Jeff was cool. Jeff's still cool, by the way. I know Jeff listens once in a while. So, anyway, that's cool. Uh, but he he introduced me to Iron Maiden. He had a couple of cassettes, and, he, and at the time I had a little pickup truck, and he'd ride in the pickup truck with me, and he'd pop those things, and then we'd listen to them. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's a lot of black metalheads I've seen, I've met in my life, so I could see that. I mean... Yeah, Jeff you, played guitar and sang. You yeah. like what you like. Yeah. He really played guitar and sang, too, huh? Played metal? Yeah. Nice. Last I saw, when I'm not sure he's doing it anymore, but last I saw, it was just like classic rock stuff. I wonder if he's got a band. I don't think it is anymore. Huh. He was part of one as a singer last night I knew, but that's been probably 10 years ago. Let's look him up sometime. See if he can maybe play a riff for our show or something. Anyway, so about Bruce Dickinson, he stopped a show because there was too much people smoking weed, and he said, well, he made a comment, for, and he called the guy a fat ass, <laughs> and which wasn't very nice, but I don't know. What do you think of that? I got a clip. Of uh, Bruce Dickinson. So he was telling people in the audience to please quit smoking pots, what you're saying. Yes, sir. I did. And so did he have a reason why? Or just he was, it annoyed him? or? Oh, he had a reason why. Oh. Okay. So I knew somebody at one point. Actually, what's is funny, it's a different guy, but his name was Jeff, too. Yeah. And he said he was allergic to marijuana. Okay. The smoke around him at one, in, you know, if it was ever around him. So I All think right. except for one time when I didn't realize Let's that, I stayed away from, this. It, from him. For Let's that. discuss this before I play the clip. Um, I first thought it was shitty. I thought that was not really metal to you know tell him he can't smoke dope or weed because a lot of people smoke weed in the crowds. Even Sammy Hagar said in the crowd, like you went to the concert. Yeah, that's he's. he's Quote he's, what can Sammy Hagar said? He said something to the fact of. Um, he, he got done with their, their opening song and was talking to the audience and he uh, uh, said he's great to be here and so forth. And he goes, well, I hear you guys are known for your, what is it, your wine and your, and your, your beers? And everyone's like, yeah. And he goes, that's not what I'm smelling. <laughs> and everybody yeah. then got louder because it was just a haze of smoke over everything. I mean, that's here, of course. There's a lot of weed <coughs> smokers in the Northwest here since it's legal and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Oregon and Washington are both legal. So. Um, that is cool. See, I mean, and I'll tell you probably why. Uh, uh, probably because Sammy Hagar smokes weed. I think probably Michael Anthony probably smokes weed. Uh, Jason Bonham probably smokes weed. Did you know uh, Sammy just... Vic Johnson probably smokes weed. Eddie Van Halen probably smoked weed. Dave Grohl does smoke weed. Happy birthday, Dave Grohl. Happy birthday, Dave Grohl. We love you. 54. Yeah. So Did you hear Sammy? Wait, well, since you brought up Sammy, did you hear Sammy? You know he had his tequila line? He sold it? Guess how much he sold it for? A billion dollars. No, $100 million. Wow. $100 million for something he really hasn't had that many years, and he started from ground zero. And he sold it. He's so filthy rich. I don't know who he sold it to. I didn't... Look up his net worth real quick. Oh, it was... I don't remember. I think I looked it up one time. I'll look it up right now. Because Dave Grohl is a net worth of 200 and some odd million. So I think he was more like 400 or something. All right. Be quiet. 
Be quiet. What is Sammy Hagar's net worth? Well, uh, you said he sold it for $150 million, and that's his net worth. I don't understand that. He's got to be worth more than that if he sold that for $150 million and uh, all no, this other shit. $100 million. Oh. But still, I think it just happened. Oh, he, so he had $50 million already. Right on, Sammy. You're the best. But I'm sure they all smoke weed. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. So, but then I thought of this, okay? So Bruce Dickinson stopped the show. And he said because something about him, the fact <coughs> that his bass player uh, is allergic to the smoke. Okay. Um, and he don't like it either. He don't want to be smoke. He don't smoke. Um, and at first I thought that was non-rock and roll. Right. Like, you know, well, I mean, everybody's smoking weed, like the same Hagar concert. Right. But then I started to think, what if they are allergic to it? You know, that, uh, it's a non-smoking establishment. People want to enjoy the concert, and now you're smoking weed. And the smoke's getting into somebody's system that's allergic to it. And then also, a possible contact high of people who don't want to smoke it. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know, I think it's wrong. It's wrong that what? He said, don't smoke it? It's wrong that that uh, people would still smoke it oh, okay. after he told them not to. Yeah, well, that's how it was with Jeff. I was, I was like, okay, I didn't realize that. At that time, I looked at him and said, what? I've never heard of anybody being allergic to smoke. But <laughs> I don't think people should be smoking it in the, in the place unless it's in maybe an outdoor place. Uh, so remember when we talked about... Uh, Dropping your t uh, cell phone in the toilet, what would you do? Yeah. So remember, I don't think we talked about this. We found out a lady had dropped her cell phone in the toilet of a park up in uh, Washington and went down, it was a state park, and went down into the toilet to get her cell phone out. And when she went down, she used the leash of her dog to, to, get, to get herself down there and hold on to something while she's reaching down to get her phone. And the leash broke and she fell in the damn thing. And then she had to use her phone and call the police, and they had to come rescue her from the <laughs> toilet at the state park. Holy <laughs> shit. So, literally holy shit. So, just goes to show you people will do anything to get their cell phone back. Damn. <laughs> we talked about that before, didn't we? Yeah, well, we talked about if we did it, but I don't remember if we talked to, ever talked about when the lady fell in. You know, I know a lot of cell phones are very expensive, but if I dropped it, and a dog shit on it, I'm just gonna fucking leave it. I'll probably stomp, or I guess I won't stomp on it because I'll get shit all over my shoe. <laughs> but I don't know. I, it's not that important, you know. So yeah. You got that clip going? Oh, <laughs> can we yeah, listen to it? You know what the deal was? I didn't have my Bose speaker on. <sighs> Working with Derek, it's an adventure, people. It is. I was just going to edit it in, but um, since you bitched at me, I'll play it. How yeah, I'm that? bitching at you. Battery five. Listen to that. You know what? One fucking idiot out of 10,500 people. Oh my God, and he's got a big ass as well. Absolutely fucking 
hates marijuana and is smelling it, alright? So when he's trying to play bass, it fucks him up. So it fucks me up. I'm a singer, right? So, so if you got, I would just ask, tiny bit of respect. If you want to go and get completely stoned out of your fucking mind, go out the back and do it. Alright? Otherwise, you're going to end up like this fucking knucklehead here going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do. Pursued by a bear. That's Shakespeare, never mind. Whatever. Anyway, as for the rest of us. Alright, that was about it for so that. So, my question is if this is really a big issue, because they've been playing for decades, right? Right. So. If this is really a big issue, wouldn't by now people all know about him being allergic to it and they prefer us not to have it? Or they would have something on their tickets that would say something to let people realize, please, blah, 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 you know. You know, something would be posted other than just the venue saying no smoking allowed. I bet they could, you know, say, please, for the band's sake, um, just put something out there on the tickets that please don't smoke weed. Uh, we're the band has asked it. it, yeah. It will. Uh, you know, affect our performance. But uh, a lot of people wouldn't listen to that. Well, I was just going to say that. It's not going to mean everybody's going to listen, but you'll get probably people that will. I would listen. I wouldn't smoke it. Unless no, I was... you just end up going to the bathroom and getting in the stall and, and back out you go. Unless I was in the back row. <laughs> if you know what I mean, Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> so we covered Bruce Dickinson. Now to our next one, who I learned... Off, guess what show? Um, um, it starts with an H. Yes, okay. We, um, Huey yeah. Lewis and the News. Yes, yes. Because, of course, it's the news. They give you the news. That's right, and he also wants a new drug. <laughs> he does. That's right. So, anyway, we, we came across this, this blues singer. Oh, yeah, so, uh, got a blues singer to give to you guys that, uh, Derek found and let me listen to and a couple other people and... I would never have imagined this. She's from what, the 30s or 40s or? Somewhere back in there, let me look here. Uh, she was American classic female blues and songwriter. Many of her songs were recorded later by blues and jazz artists. What's her name? Lucille Bogan. Lucy she, Bogan. She was born on April 1st, 1897. She died when she was 51 years old in 1945 of uh, coronary cirrhosis, whatever the fuck that is. But well, coronary means, I'm guessing, your heart. Cirrhosis, I think, is stuff that, that it's dying, stuff in your that's dying. Cirrhosis usually means your liver, like you drink too much. Well, good for you. You're smart. You know. You should have been a doctor. It's because I read. <laughs> you know, he's probably right about that. My wife knows how to spell better because she reads. She knows... Uh, I've always been good at spelling. She knows... I forget some words sometimes, and I, I question myself when I write it down, even though I know it's right. And it's always right, but I still question myself on words sometimes. My wife's good, too. Your wife's smart. Well, yeah, she's with me. Yeah, she's the smart one in the family. <laughs> <laughs> She works at a hospital, so she's got something I don't want to have. I don't want to work at a hospital. That's right. So back to Lucille Bogan, okay? Our great artists of the past. Many of her songs were sexually explicit, and she is considered a dirty blues musician. 
And when he means sexually explicit, we're talking sexually explicit. We're not just saying soft porn explicit. Let, <laughs> let me give you a sample, everybody. This song is called Tell the Cows Come Home. Maybe. Here we go. I got a man I love. I got a man I like. Every time I fuck him in, I give him the doggone clap. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sing it, baby. Woo. Give him the doggone clap. Oh, <laughs> I love it. But that's the kind of pussy that they really like. Jeez, <laughs> that's right. Know the second verse? I told him I got a good cock, and it's got four damn good names. Rough cock, rough cock, tough cock, cock without a bone. You can <laughs> fuck my cock, suck my cock, or leave my cock alone. Yeah. Oh, Woo! baby. Honey, I this all night long. Sing it, baby. All right, so <laughs> when, when is this when she's singing this stuff? She died in her early 40s. Would you say 44 or something? Right. So is I this mean, in the 30s? Think about that back then. I mean, like, yes. Back, even in the like 80s, you know. People didn't talk like that for everybody. You couldn't have that on records for people to buy. <laughs> right. You would. It, that would be in the X-rated section of your video store. Where do you get that back then, I wonder? Ah, good question. It's, <laughs> yeah. She obviously made an album. She knew somebody who wanted to record her music. Anyway, I'm going to plug her. Um, I'm going to plug her. <laughs> Did she, she write a song about that? She wants to be plugged, yeah. you know, by the sound of her. <clears throat> so anyway. What part of the South is she from, do you know? Um, her name is Lucille Bogan. Um, did I write down where she was from? I'm assuming the South, so. You know, you know, of all the facts I looked at, I didn't write where she was born. So, look that up, people, and check out her music. Lucy Hogan. Uh, her, her estate will love it. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of estates, how do you like uh, when uh, artists die? Because we've had a couple artists die here lately. And how suddenly people, all of a sudden, who weren't really listening to their music, go online and start listening to Spotify and, and downloading music off of this and downloading music off of that, of this person they weren't listening to but much before. But now that they died, oh my God... I haven't listened to them in 20 years. You put it in, and the next thing you know, you're buying it. And their <laughs> estates go skyrocket when they weren't doing much of anything when they were alive. Exactly. For example, like I heard like Michael Jackson was in, um, bankrupt almost when he before he died. Really? And then he, that's why he was doing that big, huge tour. Like, oh, okay. Like, this is it tour or something like that. And um, then he died. And then all of a sudden, he's worth so much money again. Yeah, his estate is definitely benefiting from yeah. their death. Elvis, Elvis every year. Yeah. Speaking, Weird, of, right? speaking of Elvis, Elvis's daughter died. Yeah. That was a bummer to me. I mean, I, it, it kind of She was me, 54, man. I believe. 54, and that makes me really nervous about myself, and I better start doing stuff because, I mean, you never know. Yeah, you don't know. Right. But I still have an aunt who's 78. So. I don't know how true it is. This is what I hear, and I've seen the YouTube videos. But they say she wasn't looking very good. Yeah, I'd heard she'd been having some health issues. But, but that's so sad. I mean, the the daughter of Elvis Presley. And she was very talented. I mean, if you look at her videos. She put out some music back in, what was it? Was that the 80s or 90s? I think it was. Late night? I don't remember. I'm not sure. 
But I she had a do. she had a nice voice. You know? I liked her. And I was really bummed out. She looked like Elvis. And then we have Jeff Beck. Uh so those of you who don't know Jeff Beck, and I'm going to say this because when you when people think of guitarists who aren't really into music like others are, Jeff Beck is probably not going to come to your mind unless you happen to see him in concert or something. Right. He's not out there like Jimmy Page or Eric Clapton or you know the big names. He's but if you talk to those guitarists that I just said, and their their contemporaries, they'll all talk gigantically huge, you know, Messiah type guitar player for Jeff Beck. So well, I'm a guitar player. And uh, Jeff Beck is one of the best guitar players that ever walked the face of this earth. And he could do things that were amazing. I mean, him and Eddie Van Halen got together back in the day and jammed together. And I'm sure he was learning tricks from Van Halen back then because that's what he did. He kept progressing. Like, say, Jimmy Page, he had a style and he was great. And he and, and he still made new songs, right? But his style never really progressed beyond his style. That was just him, yeah. Jeff Beck could play everything. Yes, everything. I've heard everything about that. Yeah, every guitarist from every genre will talk about Jeff Beck because he plays everything. And like another one of my favorite guitar players, he doesn't use a pick. I noticed. So he just uses his fingers, and it makes all those sounds. Right. I don't know if he uses a pick once in a while, but every video I see, he's not using a pick. Just like my. Richie Kotzen, man. <laughs> Check out the Winery Dogs, by the way. They got a new album. Did you listen to Winery Dogs' new album? Uh, not the album. I listened to one song. Yeah, I didn't listen to the album either. Um, I don't even know if they got an album, but I, they put two videos out. I heard them both. They've got an album coming out. I know that. I so. love it. I think it's great, progressive, heavy metal. That's no, what I know. Consider them heavy metal. What? They're hard rock. Okay, that's cool. They're hard rock. I'll I take consider that. heavy metal. I'll take that. Metal, in my mind, has changed so much from when I was younger that I don't, some things I might have considered heavy metal back in the 80s, I don't consider heavy metal anymore. I'm more hard rock to me now. So Right, because they would consider ACDC heavy metal yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah. And they would consider, say, like... Ozzy? Yeah, and Judas Priest. Yeah, to but me, they, that was it was called heavy metal back rock then. And roll bands. But now, they're more just hard rock bands. Yeah. They are. So, so what's heavy metal to you? Well, it's not Metallica anymore. Okay. Do you like any heavy, like, how about Pantera? you like Pantera? Not really. Yeah. Any songs? I like off, top, off top of my head, I can't even come up with a song. Cemetery Gates. But I like that one. That's the, uh, what's this, uh, the Dime, bass? Dimebag Darrow? No, I'm, th I'm thinking of Scott Ian. That's who I'm thinking of. Isn't he on Anthrax? Anth that's what I was thinking of, yeah, Anthrax. Yeah. He's I awesome. a couple of songs of Anthrax I like. Yeah, they're a good, great band. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not into the... What would be called heavy metal nowadays, like I was back in the '80s, what was called heavy metal. Same so, here. I guess you're right. Yeah, but we're not. I have a problem with them because my not, yeah. my son Damon listens to hard rock that I don't. And yeah. once in a once in a while, one will tickle my fancy. Right. So, let's just leave with that. With that. Blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. Do <blah. laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, the Jeff Beck's estate's probably going to go up a lot. Um. And there was the Bachman. Uh, oh, yeah, Robbie Bachman, drummer. Robbie Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive? Co-founding member of the Bachman Turner Overdrive, yes. Listen, and it sounds like he was one of the brothers or somewhere. Yeah, in Randy's brother. So, that fucking sucks. Yeah, he I was, mean, I think they said 69? 
Ooh! <laughs> 69! I could be wrong on that one. So I'm anyway, it up. I don't mean but, to make fun. Uh, that sucks. I mean, all our heroes are dying because... I know, that's, that's kind of rough. They're all at that age, you know, between... 65 and 80, you know. But we've even had some that have died before there. I mean, Eddie was not even close to being, in my opinion, you know what I mean? So I agree. He, yeah. Jimmy Page is still around, though. I mean, hell, we still got Keith Richards. And Jeff Beck was like 78 or 79, I forget, but... Yeah, he was in his 70s. Uh, yeah. You know, that that's the age where people start going. Well, almost everybody in the Stones is over 70. You know, I, I to be honest, I thought Jeff Beck was younger, but then when I think about it with the Yardbirds... And all the stuff he did and how far he went back. Yeah, I get it. I just I just want all my rock stars to be younger, I guess. Because I don't want to lose them. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It does. But what's worse than that, I have to say, because we just kind of have an image of our rock stars and we love their music. But when our loved ones die, that's way worse. So, with that... Well, that's part of why I like to read the biographies, especially the ones that have passed. Like uh, the one I wrote, uh, well, actually, the one I read, uh, it wasn't really a biography, so to speak. It was more like a year in the life with some uh, going back and things that happened in the past from uh, Neil Peart. So that was really, and it was him writing it. It wasn't him writing it through somebody else. He wrote it. He That's like his fourth, that was like his fourth or fifth book, I think. So, and he's really good at it. So that was very interesting to read because I was, you're not just reading what you told me to write, you're re he's writing his thoughts down. So I yeah. mentioned in the fa in the past that I didn't really like Rush, maybe a few songs. You remember I said yeah. that? Um, You've come around. And I, but I said that, you know, I I recognize the talent in that band. And, I mean, everybody in that band is, is a, a top-notch musician. Um, and I've become to like Rush a lot more because I watch them live on YouTube. And uh, when I watch them live, that's when you realize. So with Rush, if I listen to Rush off of one of their albums, albums, it reminds me of being back when I was younger. So, but I do what you, you just said now. I do a lot of live watching because I, I, I do want to remind them of being younger in the good times, but I want new memories of the same music type thing. That That's what I listen to more now. and You know what I mean? It's, it was a little different, so it, it kind of evolves for me as well how I listen to it. Right. So, plus, they're really good live. Exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, nice to hear like their classic tunes. Some artists redo them a different way to try to change it up, and that's really cool when they do that. It's usually you're like, yeah, because some songs you just get sick of hearing, and the change up is great. Yes, definitely. You know? Neil Peart's uh, drum set is wow. It's like a big giant circle around him. I know, he's got the hugest set. And he just goes. I've watched several of his solos online. It's what'd just you amazing. Think of, what'd you think of Buddy Rich when I showed you that? That was cool. Yeah. That dude, man, he could move his... Those sticks were going so fast you couldn't even see him. So if you never heard of Buddy Rich, he's an old-time jazz drummer. He's famous. In a lot of lists, he's number one. A lot of the drummers will talk about Buddy Rich being one of the best, if not the best ever. Check him out. Matter of fact, I'll find the, the solo that I... Wanted to, wanted to show you because I didn't get that one. Because okay. I'm, I'm always having technical difficulties, people. Um, and almost every day, Derek's showing me something. And like, hey, have you seen this video? Hey, have you seen that video? I will post a Buddy Rich video on our page. He deserves... Buddy Rich used to be on TV a lot when we were younger. Yes, and he'd make a lot of appearances on shows. And he was on the Carson show I was going to say, lot. I think I remember him being on Carson That's show. That's the uh, video I want to show when he was on the Carson show. 
uh, when he did his solo on there. That was fucking cool. And if you don't know who Johnny Carson is, you're way too young. Exactly. <laughs> but I'll say something that Ed McMahon used to say every day. Here's Johnny! <laughs> Isn't that what Jack Nicholson says in The Shining? <laughs> I know, that's what I was trying to make that face. <laughs> I look like that in the morning sometimes, my wife will say. And she'll say, Here's Derek! She'll say, You look like that. Here's Johnny, dude, on that old Shining <laughs> movie. I'm like, Oh, thanks. You're such a. Uh, that's such a nice compliment. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. So anyway, um, I think we should probably close this one out. All right. Um, it's all good. This is our first show of the season. 2023. And we are going to have a lot of stuff for you coming up. We have a lot of ideas. And I know we always said that before, but this year is going to be different. And you're going to find <laughs> out why. And there was a few people at work that I said some terms that, uh, other terms that they didn't know. And I told them they have to listen to find out. So fucking Listen. And, and you'll find um, out. By the way, I don't know how many people do listen, but what did it say we were top 30%? Oh, yeah, so according to Spotify, we were in the top 30% of our genre. Top 30%. So thank you, all you five or six people, for listening. You made us in the top 30%. Woohoo! You guys are the best, and you know what? We love you. You know? We're all about peace and love, and we love you. All right. Well, that's it for uh, episode number one, 2023. Peace. Uh, thanks for listening, people. Oh, well, this is a little story about your lovely old man. We want to entertain you the best we can. But if you will think we're sane at all, uh-uh-uh. We're all fucked up, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we're all fucked up.